I think I've mentioned this before, but now that I'm in my 40s, I feel like there's this tangible, not just mental, but almost a physical manifestation and change in my perspectives about my career and skills and terrain, the whole gambit of things, of life in general. And it's been really rewarding to step into this new phase of seeing things and breaking things down and going deeper into the fundamentals of how things are connected and the components they're built out of and what's really happening, in my opinion, on what's going on. And the thing I've been thinking about a lot in the last year, and it's been really coming to fruition the last couple months, is a framework of thought. So I feel like when you're when one's a younger guide or newer guide, you're constantly looking for skills. I want to learn this skill. I want to learn that skill, you know, because I want to go to this terrain or whatever. And, you know, like some of my other episodes, you know, talking about application or refinement of all that stuff. And that's all cool. And that's all part of the process. But now I really realize like the skills are not really where it's at. And I think to think about this now, like, what the what the average outdoor leader or guide can walk into as they start their career in terms of mindset um, or skill sets and knowledge and equipment is so much higher um, than what I had when I started in. I mean, there's so much more information out there, um, which is really interesting and cool. And I remember everything's built on the previous generations, right? So like the information I walked in on, and had access to was built on the generations before me and so on and so forth. And that's really, really cool. But when I really think about now, if when I'm trying to educate a guide and maybe provide some mentorship or, or a recreational user, it doesn't have to just be a guide. And if there's anything I can give them, it's not a specific skill anymore. Like I, I used to really want to teach people skills. Like you need to learn this skill and you need to learn that skill. And that's not what it comes down to anymore. What the most important thing to me to pass on would be a framework of thought. What's That is the underlying thing, the absolute foundation that everything else is built on is this foundation of thought. So I feel like a lot of guides walk into this higher level of skill set because they have access to it, like I just mentioned, but they miss that fundamental piece. They're actually not really ready to be there. They don't have the more fundamental components of those skills, but what they really don't have is a framework of thought you know, and connecting a kind of like a universal theory of everything, right? That connects it all together. And I mentioned this um, in the episode about the curiosity mindset as I was thinking about it last spring, trying to write an article and I re-listened to that, that episode and I actually kind of described the curiosity mindset pretty well. I have flushed it out a little bit more since then and have made a little model, a little diagram of it. And that is really the foundation for me on how I make every decision. And just to review this really quickly, the curiosity mindset model um, is on my little um, um, graph, not my graph, my little picture of it, how I uh, create a little picture of it for um, to show on videos and stuff like that. It's kind of three circles, right? Kind of in like a triangle shape. And um, there's a kind of a flow, right? So from the top circle, it flows clockwise down to the lower circle and then clockwise across and clockwise back up. 
And the very top circle is the curiosity piece. That's the questions. Like, what are the questions we should be asking? Who, where, why, what, when, how? You know, all the questions, trying to figure out what do I really need to know here? What, what am I uncertain about? What are the questions I should really be asking right now? <clears throat> and then from that, that one, we flow down into process. So the process of actually kind of answering those questions and executing the answers to those questions. So I, I kind of break that circle up into two components. One is like the planning phase of things. So if we use a trip, for example, you go through the process of what are the questions? Where am I going? Who am I going to be with? How long am I going to be there? What do I need? What's the objectives, right? We get all those. And then in the planning phase, we're like doing all the pre-trip work, right? We're building a menu. We're building the strategies for navigation. We're building the strategies for um, risk mitigation. We're building the strategies for travel, right? Whatever all those strategies are, we're planning on what we're going to bring, what we're going to do, where we're going to go, time management plans, weather, all that stuff. And we want to be diligent. So I say in the, in the planning phase, we need due diligence. Do your work. Do your homework. Don't be lazy. Get it all done. Due diligence. Then the second part of the process phase is kind of the execution. So now that we have this plan, let's go execute the plan out in the field, for example, if we're going to use the context of a trip. So we're going to go out there and we're going to do use all those strategies, our navigation strategies, our cooking strategies, our movement strategies, our, our risk mitigation strategies, right? That's when we're going to start executing all those things. And then be vigilant. So when you're out there, you never let your guard down. You, don't, you can't slack off even for a second, right? So even the most basic thing, like you're kind of, let your guard down a little bit in the kitchen, and all of a sudden you spill hot water all over a thing. That's a hazard, right? And there's risk there. Or you spill your fuel bottle as you're trying to, because you weren't vigilant, right? Um, someone's moving over snow and you just weren't vigilant about where to tell them to stop and they trip, you know, for example, where they, maybe if you had watched them a little closer and you told them, don't be careful of that hazard right there. You know, like little things like that become big deals. So vigilance is really important in that, that execution phase. And then once we've kind of executed whatever the task is, right, we go to kind of the, the reflexive pay phase, the observation piece. So we're kind of observing, and this is the outcome piece, actually. That's what I call it, the outcome piece. So now that we've done it, we have the outcome. We're going to make some observations. We're going to reflect, and we're going to debrief, whether that's internal or with some other folks. Therefore, we can say what went well, what didn't go well. Should we change the process? Should we change the planning? You know, And then that kind of flows back up into the question piece, right? Because those are questions, right? And I think the the model kind of represented in a two-dimensional form doesn't really represent what's happening. I think it's more of a four-dimensional process. So the two-dimensional form is great, whatever. It's really easy to understand. The third dimension really is the fact that it's not in two dimensions, right? Like sometimes we flow back and forth between the process phase and the curiosity, the question phase, right? Or we, you know, flow back and forth between the execution and the planning phase. Like sometimes we're going back and forth, back and forth, um, you know, and things kind of move more amorphously, not always very linear um, or very circular as, as, as the two-dimensional model would show. So I think that's the third dimension. The fourth dimension I think is a really interesting one. To me, the fourth dimension is us. That's the human piece. It's our creative capacities. It's our desires. It's our inspirations. It's our physical capacities. You know, and we're constantly trying to justify that piece, right? Like, if we didn't have that human piece, 
that inspiration, that desire to do things, we would never go into avalanche training, most likely, right? We would have no need to because we wouldn't have the desire or the inspiration to go there. So we're always trying to justify that human piece. And that's the fourth dimension of this process. So not only am I looking at all these other skills and, and, and thoughts with the curiosity mindset, this framework of thinking in terms of more just like nuts and bolts of a trip or a decision, whatever, but we're, we're constantly wrangling with the human piece in there. And that's the tricky one, right? That's the really, really tricky one um, that gets us into trouble a lot of times. So I think it's a really fascinating process, but having this framework of thought literally is how I make every decision, regardless of how small and how quickly it happens to how large and how slowly it happens. So stuff that happens within one or two seconds to stuff that happens over a year time frame. It's all there. It all works. And I'm really thinking about as I have this framework of thought, then I can move forward with creating the strategies to accomplish the given task, right? So now I need to create a navigation strategy. So I kind of go, okay, what, what are the skills I need to do that? And I'll pull those skills out. And if I need to go get more skills, I'll go get more skills. What's my communication strategy, right? What tools am I going to use? Do I need some more training there, right? What's my movement strategy? What's my cooking strategy? So now I'm going to build all these strategies for the given moment or the given trip or given experience based off this framework of thinking. And, you know, it's funny. I like I think about when I'm with some newer guides or younger guides and we're, we're all going to go do something that none of us have done in a place that we've never been before. And they're always like, what are we going to do, Dick? Where are we going to go? How are we going to do this? And I'm like, I literally have no more information about this than you do, but I can figure it out. And I finally come to realize like, well, that's because I have a framework of thought to fall back on that they have yet to develop yet. They're too young to have spent enough time with enough reflection in the field to go, oh, all this stuff is not kind of individual. It's actually all very, very connected, right? What I'm planning to cook is very connected to what I'm going to do in the field, you know, for an objective, right? And very connected to the weather and how cold it may be. And it's very objective to, you know, how much weight do I want to bring in on the approach, you know? And it's very connected to all these other things, right? You can go make the list go on and on and on. And that's been the most powerful thing for me is this framework of thought. That's where it all starts. You got to ask the questions so you can start building the strategies to for the given task and uh, assemble the equipment for the given task. You don't just randomly get stuff and try to shoehorn it to fit the situation. You, you're going to pick it selectively based on this curiosity mindset so it fits with what you want to do and flows with what you want to do. I just got off this trip, this ski guiding trip. We're doing some ski mountaineering on this peak in Maine called Katahdin. It's really beautiful, remote, um, pretty rugged, um, spectacular terrain actually. And I had this client. It was our first big trip together. Um, and he really wanted to go and do this ski trip, but he also really wants to learn so he can be more self-sufficient on his own. So every day we would, we would discuss my, my process of thinking about how I forecast the avalanche hazard and how that relates to how we're going to move and, and when we're going to move and what we're going to eat and what gear we're going to take and all these things. And towards the end of the trip, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different skills and you know, little tricks and kind of bigger, more conceptual things. And I said, is there any like big takeaway from this trip? I know we've seen a lot of things and talked about a lot of things, but is there anything that really stands out? And he said, you think in systems, you have a framework of thought that connects all this. And I'm like, bingo. 
Like you could say anything and I'd be happy that anything stuck out really. But I'm like, that's exactly what I've been thinking about for the last year at this point in the last several months really specifically is a framework of thought. We need the foundation to build everything else on top of that. And without that, we just kind of have skills that we kind of randomly apply sometimes, but not really connect them into an, a more unified solution for the given task. And that's what I really want people to start thinking about is what's this framework of thought? Now, the curiosity mindset, it resonates with me how I've articulated it. And I feel like that's the process that really works. It doesn't mean that's how it is, right? Obviously, a lot of people develop you know, models about how they process or whatever. But for me, when I really boil it down, I'm like, this is how this works for me. This is how I see the world in this framework. And it's really allowed me to move forward and create strategies and solutions for every given situation that I encounter. So frameworks of thought. I really would like people to start thinking about not just the skill acquisition, but what's below that, right? How do we think about things so we can actually have we can move forward solutions.